When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, everybody, welcome to Spanish Aki Presents. We've got a full house Hi. today. That was Oscar yelling. Uh, we have Tony in the house, Riza, and myself, Carlos. And we are hey. we are doing it. We are doing it. Everywhere you look. We... There it is. is that the oh, we haven't theme? had a theme song from Tony in a while. It's very just... vintage Tony. Nobody it missed it. Fell. Out. One person said, why isn't Tony not doing the Pika I'm, intro I songs? get the DMs because everybody's so scared to ask you. They're like, hey, I was wondering why Tony doesn't look at the Pika songs. That's what I used yeah. to like, like Live dance for. to in my car. I would just play them over and over. And You're too. sweet. That was a nice try. I, I'm very intimidating, aren't I? <laughs> No yes. one asked me. That was nice of you, Riza, to make that and little they, lie for me. And they came, I appreciate it. They came to the least intimidating member of the team to ask. <laughs> the real pushover. <laughs> they yeah. went to Riza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Carlito? You are going to ask about vaccines or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Have, we talked, have you guys talked about it? Have you guys talked about getting no, vaccinated? No, we haven't. I don't think so. We mentioned well, let's it. save it for later because that's not the pica. That we're <laughs> <laughs> that's a different pica. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Anybody um, else uh, have any business before we we get to the pika? No, Oscar? let's get into Oscar's it. Oscar's got oh. a, Oscar looks like he has to say something. Well, yes, I do. Oh. It's, it's, it's yeah, really, it. it's really stupid. I could read it's it really in his stupid face. and very short and very short. Okay. And dumb. But yesterday, last night, I watched um, Alien, <gasps> the sequel, sequel. Oh. number two. Yes, number two. Number Alien is like a classic. It's like the most. Per- I think. I think. One of the most perfect movies uh, yeah. on par with Jurassic Park. I think mm-hmm. both of those uh, are just perfect pieces of film. You've said this. I, I agree uh, with the first part. Oh, okay. I think oh, Alien okay. is a perfect movie. Oh, but not, okay. right. but not with Jurassic Park. Not no, next to Jurassic not. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. In my opinion, they're okay. perfect. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so I was watching Aliens, and I loved Aliens. I, I mean, I don't know who saw Aliens, but for me, as a child... Uh, I saw Vasquez. Mm, Yeah, you know she's like this tough ass, like marine. Yeah, like uh, she's just like the most badass character in cinematic history ever of all time. Mm -hmm. And I was just like obsessed with Vasquez. For me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a brown person who's just like Mm -hmm. a badass and like unapologetically like queer as well. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know this when I was like you know five years old watching this movie, Mm -hmm. but like growing up watching it i was just like so impressed with vasquez and like truly think that like vasquez walked so michelle rodriguez could fly you know what i mean oh, it was yeah. like very oh, much of okay. that like prototype um and i was just like who is this person because i don't even you know I don't, uh, I don't know anything about her and um yeah i i did some like mm. googling and her name is mm-hmm. uh jeanette mm-hmm. goldberg i believe mm-hmm. yeah I think we've uh, we talked. This is a uh, vintage. And I was like, Spanish yeah. Jackie presents. What? You did mention oh, it. Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeanette Goldstein. I was like, 
Huh? Interesting. Wait, what? You got short circuited, my friend. Goldstein. So I checked and I was like, wait, is she she is she not Latinx? Like she was in Terminator too. She was the mom. She was in Terminator too. And she's the sequel or as Terminator as well. She's she's a quarter, she's a quarter Brazilian, but she's like Jewish mostly and Moroccan. And so I felt a certain kind of way about that. I was like, Mm. huh interesting i mean she technically is latinx but like it's such a small percentage of her background which is totally fine but i was like whoa this is really interesting and then i read an article uh on on her retrospectively thinking back on this uh, on her role in the movie and they asked her they were like would you be cast as vasquez to like today and she's like absolutely not and i don't think i should have been Mm -hmm. because i'm not i wasn't like and a like a latina actor at the time yeah. i just like looked buff and could act and that's why i got cast yeah and she was like honestly i w- if this was cast today I-, I probably wouldn't get the role mm-hmm. and and that's fine so i was like or she did i was like feeling words about it yeah i mean yeah 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 i guess so but like does that just dis- i mean the fact that she's brazilian doesn't discredit her for like booking vasquez right I guess in a, on a technicality for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess it's not as bad as short circuit and the Oh, I oh mean, my god. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean the 80, I mean uh, the 80s is like the the home of problematic cinema. I think. It's just yeah, like there's a that's lot. where it's just like a bunch of problematic stuff, but uh yeah, I was I felt so weird about that like technically like you're right Carlos. Technically, yes, she counts and should do the role, but like also that wasn't a part of her background that she was embracing at the time so it was i felt i felt very weird and i still do you know so yeah Yeah. but anyway besides that we're not talking about that that's (laughs) not in our pika today it's interesting that you bring that up because i'm a piggyback of what you said because Mm -hmm. uh, today i want to talk about a very similar uh topic which is uh people uh making friends as they're when they're adults oh okay Okay. Perfect segue. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I just got whiplash. Just a seamless transition. Yeah. Yeah. Of way better. Drive, way better. W. Way drive. better than the ones that I've done. Hey, listen. I know somebody <laughs> listening was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That that transition totally. so well. Yeah, they'll That's find a, a way transition. to connect. They'll find a way um, to connect. Well, some people what make do you friends mean? with I mean, common like, interests. Uh, I just realized that not everybody. Like I, I, from personal experience, like I know I've had friends. I've had this conversation with a friend of mine, and very. Uh, soon after college where they were like, that's it. My friends are like the friends that I have right now. The ones that I met are going to be my friends. I'm just, I'm not gonna find like, like my friends seem very uh, certain that, that there was not going to be any more like friend making happening. And at the time, now looking back, it's like, we were just like cutting out of college. That seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, it feels that way. And I, I guess we should make the distinction that we're not talking about, like, uh, making friends where you work because you are spending time where you work. But I mean, like, yeah, outside of that, it does kind of make sense if you take out. And again, we should make very specific distinctions because, like, for example, if we're performers and we're actors and we have little summer camps every time we do a project, it's very likely that you might make friends that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that manner, but like regularly, if you if you exclude, if you have a nine to five, how many people make friends friends mm. outside of work and outside the friends that they already have and meaningful friends as adults, yeah. not as like we have, you know, and conversely, how many people stay friends at 
end up not having anything in common, mm-hmm. only that they went to school together, which I see that also. So it'd be fun to explore kind of like that idea of like, is there a cut of time and what's the experience like, uh, or at least for you guys or your friends? Because it's interesting. How, how can I ask a question? And it's just a like quick answer. How long have you known your, your like oldest friend that you've been with them? Like, but like your, like your closest since you were five. What about you? Like, but I have friends from Puerto Rico that we were, we've been like friends since first grade. Since like daycare. Yeah. Since first grade. And I was five at the time. Okay. How about you, um, Oscar and Tony? I Um, I want to hear Oscar first. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think later than that. I mean, I don't, cause I wasn't, I'm not from here. So like, Mm -hmm. For me, it was, I think, high school is maybe my oldest friend. Okay. But maybe, it doesn't have maybe. to be, yeah. it doesn't have to be here. It could be wherever you were when you were younger. But, yeah, but still, I mean, I don't. But if you're still friends with them, that's what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I have, I mean, we all had friends when we were little, but there's a lot that we're not friends with, like, still. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what about you, Tony? I'm super, I mean, <clears throat> similar to Oscar, I'd say high school because we moved around a lot. When I was a kid and we just mm-hmm. stopped moving when I was yeah. like 12 yeah. in Miami. So that's, and even those friends, those are just the people that I know I could just reach out to on Facebook now and we could have a yeah. conversation. But even like, I wonder if people who would be in a similar situation as Oscar and I now, you like, you can always reach out to someone. You could find someone yeah. in some way, but there's no way I could find people that I knew in Mexico when I was growing mm-hmm. up. There's and it was no harder before people. because you couldn't connect through like it's social different. media. Yeah, yeah. Now we're always My, connected I've, per- yeah. perpetually I've been, in theory, right? I've been, yeah, I've been best friends with my best friend, Vicky Delatoris, since daycare. But we didn't really right. know, like we were little. And then like in first grade is when we kind of like, we're like, wait a minute. Like, you know, it was like Are weird. Are we best like, friends? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I'm still <laughs> friends with her. I literally just saw her on Sunday because she was in LA for a one day. And I was just like, we were talking about that. And it's funny that we're doing this peacock because I was just like, fuck, we've known each other like such a long time. <laughs> like, you're really my oldest, longest friend. But then I think about like what you're saying making friends like how do adults make friends so you're right like other than work I think um I think like to myself because I know a lot of people that like move to LA and I maybe like know them and or like somebody kind of and it's like it's hard because you want to like you know invite them places or like you know like what but like it's hard because you already have your kind of friends group so then you feel like yeah it's like extra work you kind of like want to babysit them when they come out with you or whatever that is for the first couple times I I I personally I've made like Like I like one of my closest best friends that I've made out here in L.A. was someone that I met through CrossFit, which ironically has the same last name as my best friend, Vicky. And that's kind of like how we connected because we were working out one day and her name was on the board like CDLT, just her initials, just initials. And mine was RL. And I was like, is your name is your last name De La Torre? And she was like, yeah. And then, like, that's literally just how, like, we just, like, started chatting and, like, whatever. But that's it. Wow, that's all it, mm. That was honestly it. Like, but then, obviously, like, we became close friends. That's and, like, called we are... brand recognition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I must like her if she has the same last name as Vicky, right? But, mm. yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I I think, like, if I'm trying to think, like, how I've made other friends other than working, even side hustle, like, stuff. And I think maybe, like, the gym or just, like, I am the kind of person that I might go to a party and, like, somebody 
me caen muy bien and we exchange info and for whatever reason that has happened as well i've met someone just one night and now we're pretty cool friends like i wouldn't say best friends but we're yeah. pretty good friends but i don't know i don't i don't know what do you guys how do you guys feel yeah, you've met I, i was gonna say that outside of work and outside the what we talked about like meeting people when you're working or you're doing projects and stuff like industry stuff yeah outside of that i joey honestly uh you guys know joey yeah he's yeah. my one really really good friend I mean, we, I have a group of people that I met, but I feel like Joey and uh, it's a group of people. But I think Joey is the first one that I met outside. It was through the Puerto Rican community in L.A. Mm. But like that was in 2012, bro. We're about to like have like wow. 10 year friendship. That's wild. Yeah. And, you guys and it just happened like we were like... Shout out to Joey. Also, Joey's fucking awesome as hell, I yeah. gotta yeah. say. Yeah. He's great. He's, He's awesome. Tight. He's great. So it was cool, yeah. like, like, we met through the circles, but, like, when you meet through the circles of people, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to continue to hang out. So it just kind of, like, yeah. slowly mm -hmm. formed to a thing. And then we just, yeah, we just became, like, friends, friends. Like, we were, like, confiding in each other. We were, like, where he, like he's the one person that I know that I can call and vice versa. And I know yeah. that I don't, you that's, know. So that's yeah. it. Oh, wow. that's, that's like cool. my Cynthia here in LA. <laughs> yeah. How about, about you guys? guys? I'm like, while you're talking I, about this, I'm, I'm thinking of, <laughs> no, I, I want to ask this, Oscar this. Do you think like, besides like work relationships or like we're in industries where we're constantly potentially meeting new people, new families of people with work situations, but queer people, um, I wonder if like, there's part of me, there's like, we're always looking for like family or like chosen family kind of friends. I don't, I never feel like the door will close for me. Like, no, I'm tapped out for friends. Uh, what do you, how do you feel, Oscar? Do you feel that that has anything to do with? <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting because when I first moved to LA, I was in my, I was, I was in my third, I was in my uh, mid thirties when I moved here. Uh, and I didn't really know anybody. And the people that I did know from New York were sort of, It's interesting that you say that because most of my heterosexual friends that I knew in New York uh, were in their 30s and were like building a family and had a family life, had kids and stuff. And like, understandably so, did not mm -hmm. have time for me to sort of like rise his head, babysit around and sort of show the ropes of L.A. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting that like the majority of my L.A. friends specifically are queer, maybe because they don't have that sense of like familial obligation mm -hmm. that a lot of my cis straight friends have uh mm. cis straight friends in la do and that's just like i think it is like the timing of meeting new friends as an adult is really important mm -hmm. because it there's there's a difference of trying to find adult friends in your 20s where right. you're out partying yes. you're socializing a lot more you're willing to take more risks of uh maybe stepping out of your comfort and you're zone willing to to yes. for people I feel like oh, exactly. there be, yeah, friendships that are toxic and, and that's, yeah. that's also yeah. like something we can talk about is like seasons, like seasons yes. of people. That, oh my 100%, God, yeah. 100%. Oh, 100%. And, and exactly like having really uh, coasting by having loose friendships with people in your 20s mm. versus being in your 30s or 40s when you don't have time for that bullshit. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. As politely as I'm putting it. And uh, you're looking for real meaningful connections. That's a lot harder, especially when these people that are in their 30 and 40s already have a close yeah. um, friend network that don't really have space or room or time yeah. for brand new people to make intensely close friendships with, mm. you know? But, the, yeah. but I'll say, like, for me, it is like, I'm not, like, I'm very friendly, 100%, but I definitely have, like, an 
an outer circle of friends and a very yeah. selective mm-hmm. inner circle yeah. that I'm very, very close to. And I'm, I, you know, I, not to be rude or anything, but like I am incredibly, incredibly selective of who yeah, gets to be absolutely. my inner circle because I, I tend to be a very private person. So like being older, I am less lenient on giving people the benefit of the doubt yeah. when I meet new friends Absolutely. to like welcome that to my personal in, space inner circle. Sure. When you, exactly. You can be yeah, friends so with a lot tough. of people, but once you get into like the 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 closer you get inside, the the harder it is to yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also exactly. It's just like you have room for two or three people in your life to be very, very close with. And like you just don't yeah. want to entertain even allowing anybody else inside. Yeah. And that's like I will own up to the fact that that's very unfair of me, but I know my social limitations. Um, I know how, for me, I get very, I'm an introvert. So like I get incredibly exhausted uh, hanging out with people. Like that's not something that I want to spend my energy. And the older I get, the worse I am about that kind of stuff. So it's like, it is as an adult being like, oh, I want to make meaningful connections with people. That's so challenging. I was going to say, it's also got to be a lot tougher, tougher, like you said, about like people in their thirties that are already married because like your energy is going to work. Your energy is going yeah. to raising your family yep. and you find that a lot where they're like, Hey, could you hang out with my husband? Like he doesn't have any friends. It's like, there's just yes. no, I feel like I've heard that so much. Yes. And people in the thirties yeah. and not necessarily older, but like, especially when they start, you know, families around that yeah. time. So mm. that's interesting. But it's like, what do you do when you have a family life yeah. that, and, and you, and you don't have the, I mean, let's say it, the privilege, the luxury of meeting new people. You, you make friends with your kids, like friends, (laughs) parents, honestly, no, that's, that's true. Like that's real. Like that's, that's kind of what happens. I know a lot of people that they have kids and now they're friends with other people that I know that have kids, you know what I mean? And it's because, you know, you do have a lot of relatable things to talk about. You can do play dates where like they can play, you could fucking drink wine and just watch them in the backyard or whatever that is. <laughs> but so that's, that's conditional. That almost feels like oh, having a work friend. It ends up yeah, being when, oh, wow. making friends with, with people is secondary to the yeah. to the thing that yeah. that you get from being like sharing babysitting duties with <laughs> like family more for the kids than for the friends. It's like all right, well, my our kids get along, so I guess how's you, how how you doing, man? Yeah, how's your yeah. week? Yeah. And sometimes you but gotta think, put up with them, even if you right. don't like them. <laughs> that's that's a good point. But also the thing that I I want to bring up uh-huh. too is what are the duties of a friendship when you're an adult? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And specifically later on, like in your 20s, it's like a, a friend of mine is someone who I can drink and party and right. and have have a good time with. But that changes a little bit after a while. Um, like, what is the purpose of a friendship, in your opinion, to you? There has to and be, think about your really close friends. Like really close like friends. There's more than just you. hanging out. Obviously, there's an emotional uh, yeah. foundation. There's an emotional um, uh, safekeeping that happens with friends. And I feel like, yeah, in your 20s, you're not really looking for that. Mm-hmm. Or you're misplacing that in people that are not supposed to right. do that. Like, a lot of times, the people that you hang out with, you have a good time. And then you make the mistake of emotionally investing in them and, and that person in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. get reciprocated because that was never meant to be that kind of friendship. So, yeah, yeah I see that. But I but definitely, like, uh, in the sense of, like, family, you get to a point where you can be uh, safe with that person emotionally. Uh, yeah. I mean, physically, obviously. But you know what I mean? I think there has to be some mm-hmm. kind of, like, care 
we're taking care of uh, each other as yeah. friends. Mm. I I would say also I I agree with those things too. I think like like for my and I'm talking about like close friends. Like it's so weird because it's like BF. Like I'm like I have so many like besties that I could say are my besties, but like my like really close friends that like I can confide in and stuff like that. Like. I think it's also someone that's not going to be a yes man, like someone that's going to like call me out on my shit because I right. do have those friends that are like, yeah, right. So, oh, you're right. You're right. And then like, I'm like, but am I? I I'm like, I don't know. And then I think about it later. And then like, I have like, I have like one or two of those friends that like will call me out on my shit. And like, it's not that they're my therapist, but like, you know, it's sometimes you need someone they else know you. to talk yeah. to. Yeah. And like, also like just that, like, like the people that like, I know I can call them no matter what. Like, you know, like I said, my, my, my like childhood, you know, ride or die, Vicky, like Vicks, like I don't talk to her all the time. She's married in, in Miami and, you know, she's busy. Her husband's busy. Like, you know, she was here for a day. I was able to see her for dinner and it was like amazing, but we don't text all day long. I just, I can't really do that anymore. I don't have the energy nor like the time to do that with people how I was in my 20 like when I was like you know young and shit like that like I was always texting all day long everybody everybody that out because you also felt the pressure of like keeping up with everybody and like mm. making sure they don't forget you when it's this event and you get invited or this person's party or whatever that is but is that like a Miami thing what, for like, you? Was that a no, Miami think, thing or just a general thing? I think that's even <laughs> I'm, like, I'm never like, oh my god, I gotta get invited to this. <laughs> like, no, like I don't, well, I never feel like the need to. to... I think it's a young people thing. I think oh, okay. like I see that in my younger like uh like friends or family like where it's like like oh, FOMO like stuff. I, I see, yeah, I see exactly. Where yeah. where I think like yeah, the FOMO is more real when I'm like right. when I was younger. Now I'm a little bit older and like I just I rather now have my Jomo. Yeah, <laughs> Jomo. The joy, the joy of missing out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you daddy oh gosh <laughs> but i think i think like too like you know that person that you can also just like like hit up when you're sad and you just need to cry and like vent mm -hmm. or you know whatever that is yeah. because they're not a therapist but sometimes you just need that person to just listen and just whatever and not agree nor not disagree but just like fucking listen and be like okay cool yeah and then go on from there <laughs> say like your your friends from who knew you when it helps to know someone who has yeah. known you for all these years and they don't necessarily have to, you know, have a word of wisdom or advice. They just need to listen and they know mm -hmm. and you get it. I was going to say that, but also like, I feel like there's always, especially as you get older, um, there is such a thing as having a friend that just has the same interest as you. Like sometimes just somebody that you can talk sports with, somebody that you can talk like anything, hobby. Yeah. I think a lot of people end up meeting each other so that they can share that because they don't have that. Like their spouse doesn't mm -hmm. have the same oh, love yeah. for the things mm -hmm. that they have or their friends don't. And the, I've seen that. And it's sometimes you just want somebody to be like, bro, and they're keeping up on comic books shit or sports or news or history. Like that kind of like, like drag history, race. But you know, they're like swapping race. their like dreams. You know, yeah, yeah. Bro, did uh, you see it? Can't believe. But, you know, and a point to that, I do think that's very interesting because I would say one of, you know, one of my very closest friends in the whole wide world, I haven't spoken to since I moved to L.A. Very, on like super regular terms. Mm -hmm. And then during the pandemic, uh, I've started weirdly enough, like picking up gaming and playing games online. And there's like a whole crew of people that I played with online uh, from New York. Uh, people that I loved, like that was like my tribe in New York. And then we connected uh, with each other via video games. And one friend in particular who listens to this podcast, you know who you are, um, <laughs> is uh, one of my very, very closest friends. 
And to game with him and to have that like dumb interaction, it just reminds me of like, oh my gosh, this person was such an integral part mm. in my growing up and like was essentially there in all of my biggest life moments. And how weird that like we just picked up like we like we didn't even yeah. miss a beat and like the connection we are on opposite coasts and we are just like literally just connecting. And for me, like I, I hate talking. I don't talk that much with a lot of friends and like my favorite thing, like if you are one of my closest friends, you know that we hang out in a room and we don't talk to each other. And that's the sign of being alone together. Go with me. (laughs) We, we are perfect. We match. And I have that with like very few people, but it's so great to like, I mean, the pandemic was horrible in a Mm. trillion ways, obviously, Mm -hmm. but to have that opportunity arise again, it's like, Oh, these people don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? These people are with you if they're, you know, the real ones. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's just an, a bond that you can't un, undo, unattach. Yeah. Yeah. That also makes me think of people, friendships that form from uh, literally like PlayStation, like gaming or Hell yeah. I, some, I made some really great. Uh, on, I made online, some yeah. great gaming friends. I made some great friends through podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like l- literally listeners who will like hit me up and be like, oh, let's talk about this thing that you said on Spanish aquí. And I'm like, cool. And then we have like a legit friendship. It's crazy, but it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like a real thing. Yeah. So you just got to connect. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I love that. And I I think like back to the, the Pika, like how would I make friends? Let's say I moved to another city that I don't know anybody like I think for Risa, I'd probably make friends wherever I work out because I know that that's one of the first things I'm going to look for, you know, wherever I move. But then, you know, I remember when I first moved out here and yeah, I had some friends or whatever, but like you kind of realize, again, you move to a new place and like everybody already has their world, their world and their their stuff, you know, so I'm kind of just like figuring it out and like, sure, you know, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really even do acting stuff for the first like year and a half almost that I was here because I was just trying to like get my feet like grounded and figure out stuff. But you know, like I looked up like meetup stuff because I was like, I don't know, wow. like people suggested that. That's scary. Yeah. I think I think I'd be scared. To... What is no, that? No, 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 like no, anxiety no. over meetups, like yeah. meetup so, groups. Exactly. And I'm very not shy, like when it comes to like, you know, You're... going to a place or whatever. But I was looking at the meetups for like sports, like, oh, like there's a volleyball team or there's like a like basketball team or something like that. And I was like, OK, this is how I would do it. And but like I That's have another like hobby friend. inspired hobby. Exactly. Ho- or Somebody inspired. tell me what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically is like a- online. Like people say, hey, we're look if you're a fan of this, we'll meet yeah. up here and let's in, all hang out in the real world. Me in the real world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And I think like also like other social media has helped that, which is kind of like what Oscar said, like Facebook groups, like, you know, whatever that whatever, you know, uh, Twitch, like there's so many ways right oh, now yeah. to like make friends. Discord. I like Discord. Yeah. Into the- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it mm-hmm. is it is definitely a different time now to make friends than it was 10 years ago, 10 years ago, because I can't imagine like you know, moving to like a fucking, I don't know, like uh, Minnesota or something and not knowing anybody and being like, oh my God. Or listen, or even a different country. Yeah, that would, yeah. Wow. With the language barrier. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Google local gay bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Unfortunately for Tony, all all you need is a set of eyeballs. You can look at it. You just look at them. You don't have to to say anything. But there's also a lot of people that moved here. They moved here in the pandemic, like right before the pandemic. And to start their right. career and, yo, like, that's wild. Like, yeah. they didn't, like, I know some of those people. Like, 
we've even, you know, like, it's like, we know some of these people and it's like, damn, they like moved here from whatever. And like, yeah, they know a couple people, but then it's yeah, also like, again, like it's a pandemic, like you, we couldn't really do stuff. And mm-hmm. that's where you meet people mm-hmm. when you go oh, and come to the show, come to the party, come to this, you know, my friends, my stand up, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, well, I love you guys because you're my friends and my family. Aww. Aww. Love you too, mommy. Listen, I think the biggest thing, too, is like if you're looking for a friend, the easiest thing is to like reach out, you know. And also, with that being said, normalize expressing your limits of the friendship circle you know sometimes there is like that feeling of like i have to be friends with this person because it's my obligation Mm -hmm. to you know honestly real talk we too grown for that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we gotta normalize saying no because it's been done to me and no hard feelings obviously because i understand so don't feel pressure to be someone's friend when you're like i've outgrown this person yeah you know okay when i don't have the time to do you can be real you can put that friendship in a different place it doesn't have to friendships well, can yes, always right. move around exactly. in, in your radar and you and it's mm-hmm. not being mean or or dismissive of the person you just know that you know even in your closest but how many people have we had that are super close and something happens and you're like i cannot yeah. keep you in this place anymore mm-hmm. and it's and, and the and the healthiest thing to do is I, i'm not going to be a, a mean to you but I, I but you're no longer a part of this you gotta gotta put you over here where we can mm-hmm. get along and I'm safe and it's safe and it's, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, it's fine. That's very yeah. well put. You know what I want to move closer to me, though, right now? I have a feeling. I think you all know because you all know me so well because you were like family to me. Oh, uh, I want a damn cafecito break. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a cafecito break. Right. We'll be right back. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Slurp, slurp, slurp. We are back from our cafecito break, and I'm really, really excited for our guest today. I literally have become such a fangirl of her since watching her on her, uh, her latest movie that just came out. She was on Moxie and fucking kills it. And also Saved by the Bell reboot. And I'm sure she's going to be in your screen for mucho, mucho más. So let's give it up for Alicia Pascua Peña, everybody. Eso. Hey. 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 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I am so excited to have you. Like I said in the intro, I literally was like, oh my God, when I was reaching out to Erin, I was like, she's going to think I'm just like fangirl of Alicia because I just, you are such a star. You are so beautiful. You're so talented. I watched Moxie and every time you came on the screen, I was just mm -hmm. like, so smiling. So uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. thank you. That that means a lot, especially yeah. coming um, from the communities I'm a part of. So thanks for having me here. I'm excited Hell to yeah, be here and get to know you guys. Yeah. So how has it been treating you? You were on Say by the Bell reboot and then Moxie happened. And I just I want to get the right into order, it. Right. Was that the order of it? Yes. Um, in which the world saw it. That is the correct order. Uh, but okay, ironically, cool. oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good but question. Um, we shot Moxie before we shot Save by the See, Bell. I knew it. Oh, had you had a feeling and you were right. You were yeah. right. So yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks that, um, I shot Save by the Bell first because it came out first, but, um, things ended up changing with Moxie and when it was coming out. So it was ironic that it came out that way, but, um, yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, the reaction to both has been overwhelming and super humbling. So I've just been excited to share it with the world, especially Moxie. Cause it was like over a year and a half ago when we filmed it. So it kind of feels surreal that it's out in the world and people are seeing, seeing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I did kind of do that really cool thing um, with people that I now call family and yeah. I live with. So, yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> did it I ever feel it. like um, like did did you know it was going to take a while? No, you said the last minute they said that they were going to change the plans and extend it the, when it was going to come out. Like, did you especially through the pandemic? Are you like, can it just come out, please? <laughs> Well, what happened was the cast, we swore that we knew um, when it was going to come out, like every day on set, we'd be like, it's going to be the summer or it's going to be fall because it's going to correlate to when kids go back to school. We thought that we knew when in reality, mm -hmm. we knew nothing. Um, so um, we were super surprised to find out that it was going to come out this year. But also it's been a blessing of a ride. And we're also really lucky to have the amazing Amy Poehler, who is continuously sending yeah. us updates. Like she was editing the film and sending us pictures and being like, I'm so excited. And all of us would be like, how are we in a group chat right now with Amy? Um, but yeah, so none of us knew that it would come out now. But we think that it, it happened in a really timely fashion. It was divine, especially after like the summer that we just had and the election. So happy that it's out there now. But we had no awesome. idea, no. Yeah. No. Can you talk to us about the audition process? Since I know this was one of your, you know, big, big roles. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been really grateful to be in the industry, like since I was three years old. Um, but for most of my life, I'm very transparent. I was auditioning and not working uh, for a very long time and a college student and things like that. Um, but funny enough, when I auditioned for Moxie, I had taken my study abroad. Um, I called it my Alicia study abroad. Oh. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Certified? Is that a certified? <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, maybe I'll indoctrinate people into the program in the future. Okay, but for now, I'm the only. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. LLC is coming. Exactly. <laughs> for now, I'm the only one who's who's done it. And my parents and I did not have the funds to go actually study abroad and my whole life. And I'm grateful that it's been this way. Education com came first and the college that I went to, I was in the honors program and I was an RA and I had three jobs at one point and stuff. So all that goes to say acting has never been number one in my life, even though it's been like my greatest passion. So I prayed about it and I sat with my family and I was like, hey, what if I just take this one semester to just focus 100% on acting? And they were like, Kind of outlandish, but we're here for it. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, so I auditioned for Moxie three weeks into like 
my <gasps> quote unquote study abroad where That's I had cool. a job. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you, didn't specify, I, you didn't specify how abroad you were going to go. So there it is. You just spent the. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, we didn't know that this was going to then correlate to me leaving school, but I like, it's, it's, you know, the cute study abroad where I ended mm-hmm. up with a job after. Um, uh, and that's yeah, what we do then, it. That's what you do. Yeah. Oh. During <laughs> that study abroad, I filmed Moxie and then I was like, it's a paid internship. It's a paid internship. Exactly. Exactly. I got a whole curriculum way. set up for Alisa. Period. It, it was and then it wasn't mine, a school. Like. Yeah. Hey, you know, it, it's I, I more of an exchange was, program. Exactly. And honestly, it wasn't that different from me being back at school because I was studying political science and I was always in debates with people in class. So I was oh, like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's making sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, once again, funny enough, I was like, Dios, give me a job so that I don't go back to school, even though I, I have like such a deep passion for what I was studying. And I'm really adamant about um, legislation and policy reform. The last week of Moxie shooting, I booked Save by the Bell. And then I was like, wait, I live here. OK, cool. So then the study abroad oh, ended. Wow. And, um, wow. I'm here awesome. permanently. Yeah. So it was Ooh, it was a whirlwind awesome. of a ride. But I, I just feel like super, super blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Wait, so Lisa, tell us about where you're from. Like, what's, tell us about your upbringing. Like, what, are you from LA originally or are you, I mean, do you even live in LA now? Like, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. um, I currently live in LA, thankfully, due to my jobs. Um, But I'm originally from the Bronx. I'm from New York. Uh, You know, a Dominican in the Bronx. Oh! The many of us, yes. A boogie down. (laughs) <laughs> um, so super, super grateful to be from the Bronx. But once again, like most things in my life, unconventionally, I lived in Dallas, Texas for eight years because um, my mom moved there because she wanted oh, wow. to give me better opportunities educationally. And then, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we moved back to New York when I was in my early teens and I went to school in Westchester. But I am originally from the Bronx and that's where I call home. That's where the majority of my family is currently, if they're not in DR, um, where my parents are from. But now I live in L.A. Oh, wow. So I've done a little bit of hopping yeah. around the country. So you gotta oh get a God. little yeah, bit of the main cities. You got San Francisco left and then yeah. Florida yeah. at some point. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. I end up in Chicago. Who knows? But yeah. uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> been in some pretty uh, polar opposite cities. Um, definitely a culture shock being in Dallas, but I'm thankful for my time there. I think it made me more perceptive, but taking a little black girl from the Bronx and yeah. having her accustomed to seeing everyone look like her and then being up in Dallas. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Was was a little different, so I think uh, my upbringing was interesting in that manner. But I'm grateful for it all because I think it's made me the you know perceptive person that I am now. Wow! And you lived in Westchester after you lived in Dallas, right? Yes. Yes, I, I did. I, I went to school <laughs> wow. in Westchester. Oh That's my god! So Where did you go to school? Well, I went. I went to Purchase. That was my college. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. So I know Westchester really well. That's you so know wild. it well. Yes, yes, oh. yes. Um, yeah. Purchase is literally less than 10 minutes away from the high school that I went to. I went to Harrison wow. High School. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Oh I was gosh. a Husky. Okay. So okay. Purchase is right there. I've been to Purchase. I feel like, was my graduation there? I feel like my, <laughs> my high school. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it was. I'm sure it was. 
Yeah, I'm so, yeah I it was. It was. It was. I'm <laughs> so happy that Oscar is having his Tony moment with a high school and college. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I know this never happens. This never happens. The this fact is, that Ryza and Tony are quiet and Oscar's like, oh, high yeah. school first, and college. First time yeah. for everything. That's true. Yeah. You, yeah. When yeah. I got you from Miami, we have this. Yeah. Oh my God. What a conversation. Yeah, I bet you don't experience this that much with um, Westchester, New York, because it is never. an interesting little microcosm. But I know you Kurt know. as well. Oh, you know. <laughs> yes, I know. Unfortunately, oh, you know. but <laughs> yes. Chris has a great performing arts uh, yes. center, which yes. is cool. Yes. So that's, that's a good yes. thing. So. And and so since you brought up high school, actually, I had a question which reminds me: in Say by the Bell, you play the quarterback, right on the on the mm-hmm. show, and um, it's a it's an all boys, right? It's like all boy, and like you're the mm-hmm. only girl, I think. On right, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Did you do any sports in high school, yeah. like to prepare you mm-hmm. for this, or were you just like, all right, let's do it? <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely did play sports, sports that unfortunately everyone may not deem a sport. Um, but I competed in cheerleading for a little bit, but I was That's a hard cheerleader. Sport, dude. What are you talking about? Thank you. Number yeah, one, both you. injuries. I would in say one athletics. of the toughest sports. Were we just is. talking about that? We, yeah, we yeah. were definitely talking about yes, it. We on the socially about. awkward podcast, I brought oh, it up that that's we guessed it. it. Yes. Yeah. I remember cheer. because please because, refer to that episode. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yes. no, because well, because to 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 piggyback what you're saying and let you continue, but um a cheerleading <laughs> is the number one sport with the most um injuries, and people like always make fun of it. And I'm not gonna lie, I was very much a jock. And like when I was like in like elementary, it'd be like, oh my god, cheerleaders Oscar don't do face. what I could do. They Scandalous. Could do. But but as I got older, I was like, I was like, damn, these girls can flip and shit. I can't do that. Like I'm that like go, yes, go do that. Like exactly. No, that's hard. the tea. So ignorantly, a lot of people don't um associate cheerleading or like dance with being uh, yeah. very athletic but man th- my injuries say different one mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. my whole job like as a base in back spot was to throw people in the air so i stepped on and everything in between you were base Ooh. oh yeah well, base. girl you had that upper body too and that lower wow. body Mirala. yeah <laughs> and we were conditioning and it came with dance but also just like stunting like yeah very aggressive stunting so no. i and in, in high school, my sports were dance. I was on the dance team and on the cheer team, which is something that wasn't exactly allowed, but I kind of had to petition for mm-hmm. um, my administration to let me do it. Did I look a hot mess? Absolutely. Because, I was at, <laughs> I was, because I'll tell you why. Because I was at pepper alleys, like doing my dance team routine with my cheerleading uniform skirt on because I didn't have time to change. So mm-hmm. I looked crazy, but I was yeah. pursuing both of my um, desires. Listen, that's a passions. boss. That's a boss move yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. like that's not, that's, admitted- that's called multifaceted. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. So that- I said, will I be embarrassing myself? See, but will I be doing everything I want? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so I did. And that's what you're you gonna know. remember. <laughs> exactly. So, so, like- so basically, if you could throw a girl around, I'm pretty sure you could throw a football. Is basically the answer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, this this is kind of a little bit lighter and smaller. But no, it's it's been really interesting exploring the physicality aspect of the character. I personally loved it because not only does it go against social norms, and I think yes. it's really empowering for women to see us in male-dominated fields. Mm-hmm. But then I, just as Alicia, had so much fun putting the pads on and... It was it was crazy and a lot of funny moments that came with that being like the only woman on a mass football field um, of men. But it was so much fun. I loved it. And yeah, I took cheer and musical theater and dance background. And 
tried I to make that, that. musical <laughs> theater, you say. Oh, here we go, Tony. Here oh, we go. Here we go. Tony finally gets Tony, <laughs> jump in. I want to see your resident. What what did you do? What musicals did you do? <laughs> oh my goodness. So high school, yes, I was a huge uh, musical theater geek, which most of my friends didn't understand, but I adored it. I felt so seen and celebrated in those spaces. But musicals that I did in high school would have to be like Adam's Family, Chorus Line, Guys and Dolls. Mm. I also did the plays every year because I'm extra. And like one of my favorite plays. <laughs> and you to were do wearing was, the like, clothes from the musical, which was hard. Guys, I'm I'm going to fully embarrass myself and, and really spill tea. There's still pictures of my high school theater performances on my Instagram. Oh. And it's just it's atrocious. I'm like Lick in long below. legs. Oh, you're gonna have to send oh. us one for the post my, of the episode. Yes, for sure. You're gonna have yeah, to send me one. <laughs> they're really rough. And I'm like, I really went into public looking like this. Um <laughs> but I loved it. And I love the plays that I did, like Metamorphosis and things like that. I, oh, I wow. think I, I grew up I grew up as an actress and as a woman in those spaces. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm just thinking back on the musical theater pictures that were off, but yes. (laughs) Um, You said earlier you got, you started performing when you were three years old. Mm -hmm. What what was What was that? What was that experience? Was that in New York? Um, Yes. So I am thankful to have a mother that just supports me in everything that I do. And um, long story short, one of my aunts like saw me just being this very eccentric kid and was like, you should do something with that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And she likes pictures and stuff. So do something with that. And mom was like, okay, like she likes pictures and stuff. And in very Latina fashion, she loved to have me dolled up and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she sent pictures to modeling agencies and like Mm -hmm. put me in etiquette classes and all that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. I started modeling professionally. And then from there I started doing commercials and stuff. And then I really started to cultivate like, my passions and acting and things like that. And in Texas, um, I think my first job where I felt really um, empowered as an actress was this play at the Hispanic Heritage Center in the middle of Dallas, this small little place. And it was called Crystal City 1969. And essentially the the play was about um, the oppression that uh, the Mexican community has faced in Texas and not being able to speak Spanish in class. Um, so I, I was very blessed to be in certain spaces like that. But yeah, I've, I've been in the industry for a minute and um, professionally acting like um, first agent, like at nine. And yeah, oh, wow. the rest is history. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, wow, wow, wow. that ties in with your, I, I got to say, Alicia, like the career that you have so far is so politically charged because the roles that you're taking on is surrounded by like this positive um, empowerment of females and also like Latinx, black, you know, black women, like really taking charge and really redefining what grassroots uh, like political activism is like you really are an inspiration to so many people, not just of your generation, but like just everyone, your existence. And I mean, just you and Moxie was like, yeah, fucking I'm going to fucking incredible. (laughs) Number one, you say by the bell, like broke so many, you know, doors, you know, what, how can you, is that like where you want your career to be taken down in this, like politically, just like, I mean, I think your existence as an actor in this space is a political statement, Mm -hmm. but like, can you speak on the roles that you would like to take in the future? What roles you're interested in, in terms of like political activism? Yeah. Thank you. That was so kindly said. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, for me, 
all the work that I do is intertwined with my activism and the conversations that I want to be having as a young woman, as a woman from an immigrant household, from a lower socioeconomic status community, as a black Latina woman, a part of the Latina community. Um, and as you guys already know, for so long, so many marginalized and disenfranchised voices have been kept out. You know, um, something that I think really rings true for me um, as as an activist and someone striving to always learn and grow is the fact that we're fed this falsehood that there are people who are voiceless and that's not true. Everyone has a voice. Mm -hmm. Simply communities and certain platforms haven't been listening. Mm -hmm. So in all the work that I do, um, I want to be empowering the communities that I'm a part of. Um, shedding light on all marginalized and dis disenfranchised communities, even if I'm not a part of them and I'm simply an ally to, um, and also forcing people to, you know, encounter social reckonings and learn certain truths about the human condition and specifically about the Black Latina human condition yeah. um, and intersectionality and diversity and inclusion and what that means when we're sincerely doing it. Um, so it's, I think, my purpose. I, I think it's really important that we do acknowledge that it isn't the job of all minorities to do the work for you and educate you. But I think um, it's what I've been called to. And um, it's a part of like my purpose in the Lord is to be a light and to always grow and be positive representation. And I think a part of the work that I do is to um, not only tell stories of our struggle and our adversity, but of joy. You know, I say it all the time. Joy is a yep. part of resistance. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I want to be a part mm -hmm. of all of these multidimensional stories and humanize these characters in a way that I haven't had the privilege of seeing especially, you know, as a woman who still does so much um, press where I'm met with people who treat me as if I'm an anomaly and in a commodity, you know, because I am black and I speak Spanish and um, the culture that is mine. So, yes, wow, um, I just got it's, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you perfect? <laughs> I mean, that was like, but it really does speak to this idea of like, listen, you're just existing in this universe, living your truth and really standing up for the values that you believe, you know, and you're not it's not like you're like you're just existing in this space and and teaching, changing people's minds by just being you, you know what I mean? And like doing the roles that, you, that you're doing and executing them flawlessly. But ultimately, you said it yourself, it's just like loving yourself, enjoying that joy because self-joy, self-love is a revolutionary act. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for people to see you live your joy and exist as an Afro-Latine person that exists in this space, as a woman living in this space and thriving in this space. That's the other thing, too. That's a that's that's a that's a revolution. That's that's revolutionary. Hell yeah. So my hat's Thank off you. to you. You really are changing the landscape, Alicia. Like you, yeah, you're like, you're it, you're it. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> this is, this is Thank you, Alicia Thank you so much. podcast. Honestly, though, honestly, though, it needs to be said. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. And so, um, okay, I saw, I saw in, um, another article or interview that you did, you mentioned how you do, you did improv in the scene, one of the scenes in Moxie when you dance bachata. We obviously, <laughs> uh, we come from UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade improv, which is where Amy, Amy Poehler started. Yeah. She's one of the UCB four um, that started the school. <laughs> um, and so we, I loved to, I loved uh, hearing about that story. Did you do any other improv in the movie? I know you mentioned the dancing bachata part, which watching that does, now that you say it, that feels like you guys definitely were feeding off each other for sure. Because mm -hmm. there's sometimes when I watch a movie and I'm like, 
I wonder if that was improv because it felt like it was improv. <laughs> like I do improv. Like I think that was improv. So I was wondering if there were other moments um, in the movie that you had done it. Yeah, a uh, great question. Um, <laughs> most people don't know, but that was actually my first day on set, like that bachata scene oh, wow. where I was doing improv for like over five minutes. Mm-hmm. And Amy literally just came up to me and was like, you do what you do, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that's a part of like <laughs> these revolutionary moments where we're given those spaces to really be ourselves and be free. And she's yeah. like, you are this character, Explore. so you do that. And mm-hmm. internally, I was like, <laughs> because it was literally my first day on set. I don't know anybody's names. Like I'm over here just like this quirky, you know, crazy girl who's happy to be here. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that moment uh, was improv and she just had me go. Like putting on the pirate hat, all of that is improv. Like mm-hmm. me talking about the water bottle being like, that's for like a white mom in a neighborhood. That was improv. I was like, people gonna come for me, but I don't care. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that uh, was real. That improv is like in the locker. That was like, that's real. We know who be carrying those hydro flasks. But um, other moments that are improv is like speaking Spanish at the end um, of the locker room. When I talk about machismo and like etamo harto or halta, um, I say at the end of the film, all of that is improv. Once again, another adios mio moment. She came up to me and she goes, hey, do you mind um, just doing the lines that we gave you, but just in Spanish, say whatever the heck you want. And I said, okay. And I only did that take once. And that's what they use in the film of me speaking Spanish in front of like hundreds of people. It's at the very end of the film. There, there are a bunch of moments. So I just, I feel really lucky as an actress, like even like ridiculous lines where I'm like, I'm going to get you this money that's in the movie. I just said it after that's the scene was done. Um, locked. So, yeah. locked in. Easy. <laughs> um, and they kept it in. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. No, well, that that now we know that when uh, the world opens up, you're going to have to come and do our live show, do some improv with yes. us, Alicia. Please. <laughs> that's, that now scares we... me, but I'm in. I will come and watch a show before we'll... I join one. Okay. 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 <laughs> if, you need, if you need a warm up, watch but it's you're yeah. totally gonna have a lot of fun. It's, it will be so fun but um before we go we do have a couple fan questions um we posted and we we got a bunch of questions for you um we each have one so i'll ask mine first uh, of course it's about food what this is from one of our other dominican uh dominican podcaster uh that wrote what is her favorite dominican dessert Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what a good question <laughs> never been asked it um, watch yourself be very <laughs> I know Loki scared watch me like have my abuela call because my mom shows her everything and be like I can see her doing that um, I'm gonna go with the classic also because my abuela makes it marvelously Ooh. flan also flan. the dulce de leche, Ooh. which you could just buy from Oscar the bodega. Love flan. There it is. We love flan. Yes! Yeah. Oh gosh. Love Look, right here. You yeah. and I. Mm-hmm. You and I. Mm-hmm. We job. get it. We get each other. Yeah. Flan is just like the go to First yeah, Westchester, now flan? What is oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> we actually met prior um and talked yeah, this stuff yeah, out yeah, that yeah, we can guys to not be in on it. That's Fine, fine. I'm not like jealous or anything. Cool, 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 cool. Listen, uh, we'll get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> bonding very hardly. <laughs> uh yeah. And then we have some other fan questions for you. So boys. Um, I have a fan question from somebody who wants to know if you have any embarrassing audition stories. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Yes, I do. 
Yes. <laughs> just, she just turned into. That, that was so real. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh. Uh, no, I'm like, if you're an artist and an actor and say that you don't, you're lying. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think that there's so many to count. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I'm going to go with the fact that I have sent in self tapes. Mm-hmm. done in the middle of a college dorm at 3 a.m. And I can only imagine what the cast director is sitting there thinking. Because I oh then had the um, privilege of sitting in a casting office and I interned for months for free. And I saw certain tapes come in and I was like, interesting. But then I was like, I've sent in worse. So, yeah. self <laughs> there, oh there are definitely moments like that being on the subway in New York, me looking super, super crazy and sweaty, but yeah, no, I just think of oh, I thought you, I thought you did an audition self-tapes. in the subway. Oh. <laughs> oh Honestly, God. wouldn't put it past Please. me. <laughs> I was like, in between jobs, you, you do what you got to do in between jobs. Okay, you I was do. like, I got to get to the yeah, library. Listen. Next Listen. stop. I, I've had my like young nieces or my boyfriend's niece that's like 12 help me with a self-tape because I'm like, nobody else <laughs> would jump on and help me. And it's fine. I'm like doing a really hot, sexy scene. And it's like, would you like to? <laughs> the boy. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, it's fine, it's fine. We're okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I have some, um, yeah, I have some pretty horrifying tell tape, so I have to go with that. It's just like, yeah, and then getting like friends in college, I'll be like, I'll give you pizza if you self tape with me. And they're like, what's a self tape? Yeah. Like, what? That and then I'm sitting here system. doing, yeah, yeah, like doing a horror. Doing, movie. What are you doing? Arts and crafts? What the hell? <laughs> Why can't See, you just? My favorite is why can't you just read both the lines? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know it's. Yeah, I've had some rough moments, and it's funny that you say that because when I was an RA and I lived in a house of people I did not know, I would just tell them, "I'm doing a project for class." Uh, I see. And they would be like, and they'd be like, so "What type of say. It's project? A student project?" Yeah, I was like, it's, it's, "It's a project for one of my classes." Yeah, it's for <laughs> my not, communications class. You're not in that class. You're not in that class. Sociology. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tony, do you have a fan question? I do have a fan question. Uh, okay, it's from me. Um, what would your okay. dream role in a musical be? Ooh. <laughs> easy. Well, actually, not easy. I lied. Um, either in the heights. <laughs> okay. Come on. Okay. In the heights. Of course. Mm-hmm. Any role in, in the heights. Okay. Um, West Side Story, come on. Uh, Rita's role okay. and okay. Yeah. Hamilton, duh. <laughs> okay yeah um right. but specific okay. role and 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 west sorry west, west side story and um so anything in the Heights, I mean, I, touched oh yeah yeah except yeah except for west side story but so i know he did anything. he uh he helped rewrite stuff for it uh he had, had a run at west side story do you remember uh it was a long time this, ago in new york no 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 this is this is so true so um if you didn't know before I have made it evident. I'm a Lynn Manomar and a Stan. So uh-huh. um, anything that he has said. <laughs> but um, specific role would have to be um, Angelica Schuyler in uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Dream musical. Okay. Theme. Oh, okay. my God. Love that one. Heck yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Carlitos. I had a question. I had yeah. a question somebody, but I feel like you kind of already answered it. And it was uh, your Spanish. The fact was, did they let you have any input? On the Spanish, uh, your character got to say on Moxie. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a hard yes. <laughs> hard yes, yeah. yeah. It's I can imagine Amy Mulder no- just like giving you, can you say this word in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, like no one knew what the hell I was saying on set. And I was questioned. I was like, what if I'm just like 
Yeah. Hablando yeah. like pure mierda right now. And they have no yes. idea. And they're just. <laughs> they're yes. like. They're yes. like. Yes. Oh, yes. oh me we love it. Bien. She's like. And, and they're. Tú tienes peste. Tú tienes peste. I know. <laughs> like just pointing at people. They're like, just. They're, they're holding up their phones on Google and, Translate. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like. Especially me. Like. With Epanol Macau, like because I am yeah. Dominican, like, and yeah. it just, I would think about that while I was on set. I was like, wow, the amount of trust and like privilege that is, because they would just be that behind the screens, like, yeah. not one person yeah. speaking Spanish, like on set, just like, wow. <laughs> Qué bien. Oh my god. So, um, yes. I, I was that. able to have a lot of freedom with Spanish and Moxie, thankfully. Right Hell yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you had a really beautiful experience in both Moxie and Saved by the Bell. And we are so, obviously, we're all huge fans of you. We're so excited to continue seeing you and your glow up just fucking, <laughs> you know, get even brighter and brighter. Um, and also, like, hell yeah, shout out, like, what Oscar said, like, for, like, repping the Afro-Latinas because everything you said is so true. And we think it's so important to have, you know, people like you on the screen so that all the other little girls and little boys that look like you or non-binary, you know, Afro-Latinxers out there that at least they like see you and they're like, oh, hell yeah, that I get that. Like, that's me. Uh, so shout out to that. Before we go, we want to make sure that you um, plug anything that might be coming out that we don't know about. Also, uh, your handles, how people can follow you so that they can just, you know, be fall in love like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much I've had so much fun so just thank you again oh, for yeah. having me um, but to plug I first want to plug certain things going on in our country so if yeah. people should be reading the bills in Georgia they're currently voting on certain bills um, that would suppress people of color from voting um, mm -hmm. in Georgia and also in Arkansas um, and Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, there are currently bills trying to be passed to keep trans youth um, from medical resources. And that's awful. So yep. I think that's most important to mm -hmm. um, quote unquote plug is read what's going on in our country and stay educated and keep on doing the work. I think that's um, just imperative of all of us to be collective and also keep protecting the people around us, specifically the Asian community right now. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the most important thing I want to plug, but then also yeah, I guess I do have some work things. I'm blessed <laughs> to be able to film season two of uh, Saved by the Bell. Awesome. It should be coming out before the end of this year. So Congrats. thank you. Thank you. Uh, and working on an indie. So, yeah, people hopefully will see my face. But I think mo more important than all of that is what's going on in our country right now. So keep loving each other and keep protecting each other. So that's my plug. I love that. Like, if I wasn't already obsessed I mean, with you before, like, <laughs> now it's just like, you're what? just, yeah. you're just real. Like, Oscar's what? sold. I don't know what you're doing, Alicia, but Oscar's I mean, already what? sold on you. Just like a politically minded, cool person. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What? Thank and where you, can people you. follow you? Yeah. Like, if they just want to know, oh. like, just want to hang out, like, just want to be a my social friend. Ask your questions yeah. every week, every day. Um, you know, just pull up. My um, handle is Alicia del Sol. Just my first and middle name. Dale, we'll Alicia tag you Sol. for sure. Yes. Thank um, you. Yeah, for sure. And everybody can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on IG or Spanish Aki on Twitter. And you can follow me at Raisa Licea on Instagram and the Twitter. And you can follow me on, of course, it's Carlos on Instagram. And you can follow me at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at onesingularsensation.com. 
No, I'm at the Tony Roderick Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> you didn't well, even I'm... add it this time. What yeah. What? I didn't even, <laughs> add, it. even add it. You just gave up on it. <laughs> Look. Alicia was like, wait, what? Yeah, she's like, oh, like, hey, I'm, she's like looking you up. Like, I was what? here for it. I was like. <laughs> no. I do a bit every show where I make up a handle. But uh, that was a chorus line reference, good. I was guys. Um, oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, I know Check. that. I know so much. Check out Spanish Aki Presents on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, the Sirius XM app, or wherever you listen. And leave us a hey. review on Apple Podcasts because it helps more people find out about the show. Alicia, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. Dale. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.